Hey everybody, thanks for hanging out with me for just a couple of minutes. Here, our focus is being better and healthier than yesterday. Are you better? Are you healthier than you were yesterday? Here, we don't compare ourselves to him or to her. We compare ourselves to who we were yesterday. Self-improvement has no end. Health has no finish line. There are lifelong journeys where we take it one day at a time, and here we do it together. So let's do this. Before I get into the main content, if you want to get in contact with me, email and Instagram are the best ways to get in contact. Email me at benpagedc at gmail.com and on Instagram, benpagedc. And if you're listening to this, go to Instagram, tag me on the episode, and I'll tag you right back and we get to know each other. I love to get to know the community and I would love to get to know you. So let's get on to the main content. Hey everybody, I'm excited. I mean, this is someone I've been in contact with kind of over the last couple of years. Uh, this is the, but this is the first time I'm actually personally talking to him. It's been more through emails and through Instagram and stuff like that. But I'm pretty excited to have Josh Trent on. He's he's going to be the guest today on the Wellness Farmer podcast. And before we get into the conversation, of course, I always let my my guests kind of give their windy road to how they got to where they are today. So of course, Josh, if you want to give an introduction and let my listeners know who you are and and how you got to where you are now. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And um, God, the the world is an interesting place right now, way different than when I started my journey in wellness. And, you know, but it's interesting. We're all craving freedom now more than ever. And I think that was my pole position ever since I started my path to be the CEO of Wellness Force Media, which is my current endeavor, my current passion. Um, 2015, I started the podcast Wellness Force Radio. Now it's just the Wellness Force Podcast. Um, So in the past six years, I have just learned so much, man, 400 episodes plus of leaders that are really making the world a better place, more conscious, more well, to to give us the tools both physically and emotionally, um, the intelligence pieces that we need to live our life well. And so that's been my journey for the past six years. But then before that, I was born with a unique set of challenges. Uh, My mom had a bipolar disease and my dad left home pretty early. So Um, I got addicted to food at a young age and gained a bunch of weight and really had to look in the mirror and go, what I want for my life? And God blessed me with some very, very unique challenges, multiple dark nights of the soul, as I think most of us go through. Uh, And that led me to letting go of corporate America, uh, lots of tears, lots of pain. And then from that pain birthed this beautiful lotus, which is having my own business and being in control of my own destiny when it comes to finance and the messages that I put out in the world. Um, but it came with its own sacrifices, you know, definitely with its own sacrifices. So that is like the really short and skinny CEO of Wellness Force Media, Wellness Force Radio podcast. Uh, no longer radio, now it's just Wellness Force podcast. I'm the host of that show. Nice. And that's what led me here to you. Nice. Yeah, and that's how I got to know you is through Wellness Force Radio back in the time. <laughs> that's how I got to know you. And that's how we got first in contact. And that's the exact same reason I'm just doing this. I'm, I, I'm, I'm looking for freedom too. I'm looking for freedom in, in all aspects of life. And that's one of the main reasons. But I go back and I look at it. It's like that was my principal reason for doing this is try to become more free. 
But what I've found is that I'm learning so much from so many people that it's, it's, it's like almost a free education. It's, it's, a, it's, it's mm-hmm. so beautiful to be able to talk to these people. At, at first, I would just, I would, I would do solo shows. But when I realized how beautiful it is, the conversation with other people that are looking to also improve their lives and, and the lives yeah. of, the, of the people that are around them. I mean, it just, these conversations became so beautiful. It's like, wow, this is why I continue to do this. I, I still do solo shows, but the shows where I speak to other people and they'd be able to ask them questions and see their point of view on things. Oh, I love it. Yeah. One of the greatest things that I love about what I'm doing in conversations like this is that we can strip away all the canned kind of bullshit responses and we can just get real. Because that is such a, unfortunately, luxury in our world where everyone's walking around with a certain identity that may not actually be them, but they hold that identity because they are wired through their amygdala, through their subconscious mind to be a certain person that has this job that operates this certain way in a community. And uh, Alan Watts calls it, it's all wretch and no vomit everyone's growing up a certain way because they were taught that by their parents and they teach it to their children who will then essentially teach it to their children. So it's all wretch and no vomit. No one ever vomits out the lies. So it's really important that we are honest now more than any other time in human history with the world being actually in, in closing on itself from a societal, economic, and also an interpersonal perspective. God, we are in a crazy time. Oh, yeah. I agree. I mean, these last 18 months, I, I, uh, I saw a meme the other day. It's like the hardest part of the two weeks so the hospitals don't get over overrun is the first 18 months. Mm. <laughs> it makes you yeah. yeah. It's like two weeks Jeez. turned into 18 months of, of yeah, and we're seeing destruction of not just the health, but destruction, destruction of economies and, and I mean, countries at whole, I mean, so we're looting once, and it all starts, I believe, at the family. I mean, we're starting to see a lot of this, too. So we're starting to see destruction of the family. And then, of course, we're seeing destruction of health. And from there, it just gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah. Yeah, and the family's being destructed because that, I believe, is by design. I think what's truly happening, and this has nothing to do with conspiracy. It actually has something to do with with, um, a, a nomenclature that's called platitudes. Are you familiar with what a platitude is? You'll have to explain that to me. A platitude is something where the truth is held in plain sight or the truth is made trite or shallow to take away from the validity and the power of that truth. Something like you see on a social media square meme, love is all there is. Well, we know that. We know love is all there is because all is God and God is love. But people like to throw these platitudes out there you know, because our society has been taught that the emperor wears no clothes. And the emperor is like, I believe this fabrication of what we've created as a society where we have our taxes and we have our neighborhoods and we have our possessions and we have our cars. But at the bottom of it all, I think most most people, and I believe Thoreau wrote about this, most men lead lives of quiet desperation. Many of us have a war going on inside. We know this world isn't what we have we know this world isn't isn't at its optimal state we know that the world we've created and how we relate to one another and and the world inside of ourselves is is not at its highest consciousness and we're all hungry for that we're thirsty for that we just want more we want more real connection in this world and 
what's going on with sex trafficking and abuse and people that are really just caught in a spiral of pain, we've all adjusted and, and we're maladjusted. Um, even though Krishnamurti says that, you know, a, a me- it's no measure of health to be well-adjusted to a profoundly sick society, um, I don't think any of us are well-adjusted. I think his quote rang when he spoke that quote, because we all can feel that. Like, it's no measure of health that we're all well-adjusted to a profoundly sick society. Uh, but we're not well adjusted, and you can see that now. I think we're we've becoming we're we're becoming in a beautiful way um, maladjusted to a profoundly sick society, and I actually like that. And I and I I truly believe that too. I believe more and more people are trying to leave. I guess we can call the system of what modern medicine is, modern agricultural, the whole, the whole system that works together at pharmaceuticals and, and agriculture. And I think they're trying to leave that system and they're looking for more natural ways to heal. I think that's why it's so cool to have us voices because it's, it's definitely growing. I mean, my main focus mm. is, well, heal through nature. I mean, yeah. and, and that movement is getting bigger and bigger. Heal yourself through nature and only you can heal yourself. Nothing outside of you is going to heal you. You have to find the power within you to heal yourself. And that's the only way it's going to happen. And I see, yeah, a lot of people are turning to that because they're seeing the other way is just not working out. And we've had so many we've decades now showing that that just doesn't work because it becomes sicker and sicker as time goes on. But yeah, I see how it's how it's starting to change. It's starting to see. And I, I can I, I definitely agree with you on how it's, it's beautiful. This change is beautiful and how people are starting to wake up to the awful situation that they're actually in and 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 looking and that's why these podcasts are so awesome because this is one way to find a, at least a different opinion of what's been told to the world uh, so yeah and 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 what's who was told it who's told it to the world and that's who you really have to see that if are you familiar with the the movie where the the dog Toto and um, it's a Wizard of Oz. Are you familiar with this film? Yeah. Well, you know we're in a modern day Wizard of Oz where they finally got to the the Green Temple, the Golden Castle, and um, Oz was a dude behind a green curtain. Well, that's what's going on here. I hate to break it to everyone. Not really. I love breaking it to everyone. We, as a collective, are the man behind the green curtain. We allow this to go on we allow ourselves to be controlled we're controlled by fear that fear is very ancient that fear was figured out probably 10,000 years ago by powers that be I think as soon as human beings could walk and run and hunt and make fire and then when the wheel the stone age wheel got created there has been conspiracy and there has been control issues since then but if you look at the level of consciousness that we had when we were cavemen and cavewomen compared to the level of consciousness that we have now, specifically if you look at um, Hawkins' work and the emotional ladder, uh, we're at the lowest portion of the emotional vibration. It's a way to scientifically validate emotions, to scientifically study emotions. One of the lowest human emotions is apathy and fear. And it doesn't change until you get to about 250 on the frequency scale. And that's when you have courage. Because after courage comes change, Right now, so many of us are being forced to look at the fact that we are below 250 on the frequency scale. So many of us are forced to look in the mirror that the reason that so many people go to work every day and and work jobs they hate and aren't good parents is because they've allowed themselves to fall into that trap. And that's a very scary proposition. 
to feel as a parent. I mean, you and I are both parents. I'm a new parent. I would actually rather die than show up for my child in fear of others. And that sounds very intense, I'm sure. I don't mean it to be threatening to anyone. But truly, I would rather leave the planet. I will do everything in my power that I can be an example and a model for my son and my future children where I'm not showing up in my life out of fear to authority, out of fear to other people. Because then they're going to be raised by my uh, tertiary example. They're, they're just going to grow up just like we talked about earlier. <laughs> All wretch and no vomit. So we're getting deep here, man. I mean, but this is this is the real stuff. And, and, and that, talk about deep. I mean, that brings back some of my memories and of how we talked about, I have two kids, one that's 15, one that's 11. And of course, yeah, I love them with all my heart, but mm. I could see how sometimes if, if it wasn't fear, it was other negative emotions that didn't allow me to be the best father I should have been. And it, yeah, and that, that's, those are the moments that hurt me the most. Those are the yeah. moments. Those are the moments in my past that hurt me the most. Of course, I can't dwell on those things, but I know I learn from them and I move on. But if I have yeah. to say moments that hurt me in my past, those are the moments that really scarred me and told me, Ben, something's not right here. You need to change, figure it out and move on. And, and like I said, and, and I came at it through either fear and I'm, and I'm, and I'm saying my fears were probably economically based because I didn't feel I was providing what they needed. And I, and, and it wasn't, so that was probably my major fear. And it, it, it still is a fear today, but in as, and as I work through it, I'm becoming stronger and stronger and stronger. And it's a real fear. Oh. I don't want to discredit or discount people that feel that fear because if we were hunters back in the day, our way of providing the tip of the spear was to actually kill animals and bring back animals to our tribe. Right now in this modern day society, the tip of our spear is our ability as men to earn money. That's the tip of our spear. We don't go hunt game for our family. We, we go bring in money and that's what allows our kids to eat and you know, the bills to be paid and everything else. So I get it. Like, but here's the thing, instead of being in fear about the tip of the spear, I think what's clouding the tip of our spear, which is us making money is people's resentment towards money. And people's stories that they make up about money, money's evil, money's wrong, people with money can't be trusted. I mean, God, I, I had a plethora of those stories. And then once I realized that money was my only ticket to freedom, and by me actually desiring freedom and being willing to do whatever it took, sacrifice whatever I needed to sacrifice, without ever hurting or taking advantage of someone else, that was my guidepost for earning money. Because there's nothing else that we have control over other than the sustenance we bring into ourselves and our family and the way that we save and invest and do things with that money. Otherwise, what are we doing? We're just going to be trapped in the cycle. There's so many things that involve us here. Um, and, and money, unfortunately, or fortunately, however you want to look at it, we signed up for this. We knew that in this time, we were going to be here in the 3D world. And we knew, we had every understanding that we were here in this money game. So we get to surrender to this. I'm not saying the cryptocurrency and all these other um, really exciting projects around finance, where there's more of like an egalitarian capitalistic model, those things are coming and they could be really exciting. But we're here now, we're here now in 2021. So let's get really, really serious and really, really dedicated to earning as much money as we can so we can provide and take care of our families. But do it, and this is the key, do it in a way where we're not coming from fear. If we earn our revenue, we earn our money where we're not coming from fear and we're strong enough to go out in life and create a purpose and, and love what we do and feel what we do in our heart and then 
meet the inner resistance that comes up in the process of us doing that. Lack of self-love, fear of climbing the fear ladder, lack of self-awareness, all these things. That's, that's the path. Whenever you're in service for other people, whenever you're getting clear on what your purpose is and, and what your heart is guiding you to do, you're going to meet a monstrosity of shit. It's just going to come and it's going to rock you all the time. So long-winded answer to, to a very short point. But the, the, the short point is we have to learn how to love ourselves. We have to learn how to make money from that place of loving ourselves and loving other people and stop fighting this whole money is evil thing. It's just killing people. Oh, yeah. And that what you what you just said about all those all those boulders that are going to be coming at you and hitting you right in the face. <laughs> yeah, I've experienced them all. And it's and, yet, and it's like the, the self-doubt and, and all that stuff that hits everybody. But you think it only hits you, but it, yeah, it hits everybody. And, and you just have to you just have to keep on pushing forward even yes. yeah. and as we move forward we, we see one step at a time we see results one of the one step at a time one of the way at a time oh yeah one of the way you you guys you're able to continue moving is is through breath work i know that that's something you talk about quite a bit and it's something i've been interested in too i try to mm. involve it in my own life in the in every morning every morning i have a routine and i try to try to try to breathe while being still emotionally and physically yeah. to help me throughout the day. I mean, so let's talk a little bit. How do you do it? What's what, how has this helped you so much? And what is it in the first place? A lot of people probably don't even what is breath work? Yeah, most of us think, oh, we're breathing properly, but um, you're not because if you right now were to plug your nose, everyone would naturally breathe through their mouth. It'd be no big deal. But we're not designed that way. If you plug a baby's nose, this is an interesting fact. If you plug a baby's nose, I just did this with my son last night. I was sharing this with my partner and I was like, watch what happens. I put my finger over his nose, he starts to choke. Now, why is that? Why do babies choke when their noses are covered? Because we were all designed to breathe through our nose. But as a fear response, somewhere between the age of zero through seven, we learn because this is all the, you know, wretch and no vomit piece that I was talking about. We learn from a behavioral example standpoint that our parents aren't breathing properly, and so we adjust our breathing patterns to them. Most people, when they are stressed out, they'll go, <gasps> and they'll breathe in through their mouth, and they'll hold their breath, and they'll breathe into their clavicle and their upper chest. But what's most fascinating is that we were designed to breathe uh, horizontally. Horizontally, not vertically. Most people breathe vertically, and I got this education from Dr. Belisa Vranich, who, who wrote Breathing for Warriors. Um, and also this has been echoed in sentiments by Dan Brule and a lot of the great breathwork masters out there. So for people that don't know, number one, we're not breathing correctly. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you how. Number two, breathwork is really just the art and the science of controlled respiration for you to pull a handle on your autonomic nervous system. Autonomic being, meaning automatic. Um, and so inside of that automatic system, there's a, the fight and flight side, and then there's the rest and digest side. In other words, you're being chased by a tiger or you're laying and having a Mai Tai, whatever you want to say. But breath work pulls you back from that drip, drip, drip of stress that we get all day long and that we actually inflict upon ourselves. And breath work allows us to pull that handle inside of our own nervous system so we can start showing up more loving, more present, and, and more embodied in our life. So I'll go back to number one. Number one really is like when we think about the breath, breath breathes you, but you also breathe yourself. It's the only voluntary and involuntary mechanism we have. You can't digest your food faster. You can't make your heart beat faster unless you're like a Shaolin monk. 
you know, they can do some really wild things. But most of us just don't have that level of awareness or consciousness. So really this art of controlled respiration, the science of respiration, it was meant for us to breathe through our abdomen and to breathe through our kidneys. And this is kind of crazy. People hear me talk about this and they're like, what are you saying? Breathe into my kidneys? I'm not saying you shouldn't ever take a full chest breath. I mean, sometimes that's valid. But for most of us, when we're breathing vertically, and that means like if you, were, if you were with us right now, you would see like I'm raising my shoulders up and down. When you breathe vertically, you cut off the diaphragm. You literally like don't use as much of your diaphragm as you can. And most people don't know that the diaphragm is this 360 degree muscle. It's this dome shaped muscle. It's near the solar plexus area. And it actually goes from the front of your body to the back of your body. And so when we're breathing through our diaphragm properly, and we're actually, what I tell students is like, breathe as if there was a balloon attached to your belly button. Fill the balloon as much as you can and press that balloon into the back of your kidneys. Then you'll start to really understand what it is to breathe deep. When it comes to the nose and the mouth, when you breathe through your nose, there's actually spherical cores in your nose that treat and condition the air so that it can be properly used and assimilated by your body. And just on this last point, here is to the number one that we're all not breathing correctly we talked about what breath work is we talked about how we're not breathing correctly when you take a breath in through your nose you're activating sympathetic so you're going into stress response you're dealing with your stress when you breathe out through your mouth specifically when you're doing it with an audible sound you have a, a very parasympathetic response in your nervous system so by doing that by actually breathing in and breathing out you're you're becoming a pump for your own stress you're pumping the stress out of your body when you're energetically, figuratively, you're pumping stress out of your body. But if you're just through the mouth only, you're not pumping any stress. All you're doing is just keeping down the sympathetic that's wanting to be processed. So there's a lot going on there, man. I, I've always breathed straight from my nose, even out. So it's actually, so when you're doing breath work, you want to breathe out of your mouth. Then you want to breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. It depends on the style. You know, a lot of people, the they'll, they'll do um, like if you want to have a cooling breath, if you feel hot, you want to curl your tongue. That's a yogi cooling breath. But I found from my research that when when the body, as you know, the body's 90 plus percent water. So our voice box is actually encoded by water. So when I'm when I make that sound on my exhale, I'm telling my body that it can relax from an auditory standpoint, from a sensory standpoint, I'm telling my body to relax. So it's a, when you're doing breath work for stress reduction, it's really important to breathe out of your mouth and make audible sounds. Because through song and through that vibration through the voice box, um, our body gets a lot of cues that it wouldn't get if we were only breathing in and out through the nose. Huh. That's and, and I usually that's what I usually use it for is, well, maybe not to release stress, but to reduce anxiety, which overall reduces stress. So that's actually a pretty cool pointer. And, and I'll start yes. to use that a lot more. Oh, wow. So how, yes. so a beginner, what, what would a beginner want to do? How would, how would, if you were, don't know anything about breath work how what's the best way to start i for students i actually have them laid down i've been doing that a lot when i have people people come over to the studio and i work with them they lay down now y'all don't have to lay down right now you can just do this what i'm about to share with you the key is that you want to have your knees a little bit below your hips so if 
if you're seated and your spine is stacked, your head, your shoulders, and your spine are all in one perfect line as much as you can. Basically, you're sitting up straight. Sit up straight and pull your shoulders back, which is something that Jordan Peterson talks about. I love this. Sit up straight and pull your shoulders back. But when you pull your shoulders back, don't let your ribs flare out. It's not like you're trying to arch your back. You're actually just trying to straighten your back. So do that, number one. And then next, if you're on a chair, sit with a pillow under your butt. Make sure that your knees are just a tiny bit below your hips. The reason is, is because for a lot of people, especially if they're dealing with obesity or you have a large abdominal protrusion, um, you need room for the belly to move. You actually physically, from a construction standpoint, you need room for your belly to move. Also, I've found that it just feels more relaxing and anecdotally, from my own experience with myself and students, when you're sitting with your knees a little bit below your hips, like a cushion under your butt, um, it just feels better and it's easier for you to keep your spine straight. I think it's because we go into like a, a little bit of like a lumbar curve, um, like a lordosis when we're seated without a pillow. So that's the first thing. The second thing is know your breathing patterns and know your breathing mechanics. So like I said, you'd use that cue to do the balloon behind the belly button. Make sure that you're filling that balloon all the way from your belly button all the way to the back of your kidneys. So instead of breathing up and down, you want to breathe out and in. So you would do that with a strong inhale through your nose and then exhale through your mouth. And you would just do that 10 times. That's the best place to start. 10 deep breaths. Well, six actually, but I like 10. I like 10 because most people, they, they really feel what that's like to oxygenate themselves, to, to move those breathing muscles, all the intercostals and the transverse abdominis and everything that's going on with their body that they never really activate. It starts to activate and it starts to be so uh, invigorating because not only are you getting in more oxygen, but you're starting to flood these tissues with energy. Prana is energy. In the West, we call it energy, right? In, in the Orient, they call it um, chi. But it's all the same thing. And life force energy can only be directed where we direct it. So when we're breathing like that, <sighs> 10 times, that is the best way to do it. So... Just a quick review, seated posture, knees below hips, stack spine and head straight, breathe horizontally, not vertically, and breathe in and out through your nose and mouth. That's the best way to begin. And, uh, and what, what does that actually do? So physically, emotionally, spiritually, I mean, what, what does that actually do? It allows you to touch God's hands. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I laugh, I laugh because it's, it is true, but, but that's a little too woo-woo for a lot of people. <laughs> so from a physiological standpoint, you are shifting your nervous system, which has all these afferent and efferent messages to, to the spine, to the brain. Um, first of all, just for most people, they don't, they don't breathe through their belly. So once you start really understanding what it's like to breathe through your belly, biologically what's going on is you start tapping into what's called the vagus nerve. And this is like the beauty of the breath. When you tap into the vagus nerve, you start getting all of these sensory uh, pieces that are never in place, typically if we're breathing through our chest only. So the vagus nerve, one of its jobs is called vagal toning. One of its jobs is to cue the entire nervous system, the whole CNS, not the ANS, but the central nervous system. I'm talking like hardwired amygdala, fear response, relaxation response. That comes down from the back of the cranium all the way through the spine, and it innervates in the back of the diaphragm. If you look at um, physiology charts, it's, it's radical of the nervous system. 
all the way from the back of the cranium, all the way down the spine, and then it innervates on the back of the diaphragm. So when you're doing deep breathing, you're actually physically pressing on those nerve endings of the vagus nerve. That's where we get vagal tone. That's where we can reassociate our trauma response in life. But what happens is, is that we're all caffeinated. We're all stressed out. We're all leaving our bodies. We're all disconnected. And we miss out on that vagus nerve. We, we actually never get vaguely toned. So it's a really big deal from a biological standpoint that, that we learn how to, to, to breathe properly. Yeah. And it, to me, it's more, it's more and more important today than it has, than it was just a couple of years ago. I mean, the amount of, the amount of fear no and the doubt. amount of stress people are going through daily, it's it, it no skyrocketed doubt. incredibly. And, and I see it in my clinic. I see so much more pain. I mean, I see so much more pain. Of course, the pain, why? It's because they're completely stressed and inflamed and all that. Stuff. And then, so being able to take, turn from the autonomic to the, go from parasympathetic to sympathetic, I mean, sympathetic to parasympathetic is, is the way forward. And breath work seems to be able to way, be the way to be able to do that. It's the only way we can physiologically change it is through There's There's work. many ways, uh, and I, I'm sorry to cut you off there. What were you saying at the very end? That it's it's the one way that we can control our organ. I mean, so it's the one way. I mean, it's the one organ yeah. we can control. The yeah, lungs, exactly. Our, our breath work. That's and exactly we like you were saying before. What so, else? What else in the autonomic automatic? What else automatically can we have any insight on besides breath? We can't. You can't think your heart to beat faster. <laughs> you can't think to digest your chicken breast faster. It just doesn't. It doesn't work. But you can. Because your heart and soul says so. You can change the way you breathe. That's the only one. It's the only one we get. Yeah. So that's why it's so important. Not, and it's always been important. But like I said, it's more important now. And that's why it's so great to have you, have you on. Because the listeners, this is something that they can implement today and feel better today. They can feel better today. And that's what we need yes. to do. The, the faster we feel better, of course, it's a process. It takes time. It's steps. We fall back down. We get back up again. But if we have one tool that will help us feel better at this moment so we can get back up and move forward, I mean, that's priceless. And that's what we yeah, need man. today. We need to be able to, even though we're going to get knocked down, get back up, take those breaths, and take the next step forward. So that's why I love Amen. having, that's why I love having people on like this, that they can give the, give us just these little things that can help us just maybe take that next step that fear doesn't want us to want us to take, but it will give us the power to take that next step. So I appreciate I you coming like on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're welcome, man. I feel like this, we, we all can do breathing properly. This is why I built the program. I mean, I have, I have a, a 21 day program. I have a three week program. We've had so many people across the planet. I have people in different countries taking the program because everyone can breathe. So if you go to breathwork.io, you can learn about this program. I can take you through the fundamentals one-on-one -on -one in videos to make sure that you're really doing these things properly. We have a community, we have Q and A, like it's amazing, but you have to do it. This is the key thing is like, you have to, to feel so uncomfortable with where you are that you're willing to try something new. So if that's you listening with us, give this a shot. What do you have to lose? Like you have nothing to lose. You have everything to gain um, from going to breathwork.io and, um, and actually, you know, I'd love to give your audience a discount too. from, from all the people that I've talked to, like the, the depth that you've gone and, and the way we've explored this topic on breathing has been really fun. So just, if you're with us, if you're feeling this, just enter the code podcast 25 
and you can get 25% off the program as well. It's podcast25 at breathwork.io. We can all do this. It's just a choice we have to make. That's what it is. Yeah. It's the choice. And I think when it's out there, we have the opinion we have, when we have it out, it's a lot easier to make the proper decisions and make those choices that will help us be who we know we need to be and then, then show up to, uh, to ourselves, our families and our communities to, 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 to do what needs to be done. So thanks yes. a ton, Josh, for giving that. You're first welcome. of all, first take advantage of it, please listeners, because breath work is incredibly important. I do use it in my life, but as I'm learning here with Josh, it's actually to de-stress is actually better to breathe out of your mouth, which is something that, see, that we're all learning. And that's why it's, that's why it's so cool to continually learn new things and always question everything. But as long as you're learning and questioning everything, you're going to be on the right path. So again, thanks for coming on. I mean, where else can they get to know you? Where, where, where are you at now? Yeah. Thanks, Ben. I appreciate this a lot. Um, so wellnessforce.com is where you can go. Um, we talked about breathwork.io for the program. That's the Breathe Breath and Wellness program. And just on social media, I'm Josh Trent Official on Instagram or Wellness Force on Instagram. These are the places where you can engage in conversation with all of us. And um, it's a community. I don't I don't look at this like it's about me. I just happen to be here doing it. <laughs> and by it, I mean sharing. And so um, those are the three places that you can engage with our community. Awesome. Again, thanks for coming on. Thanks for all that you're doing to help that's so needed at these times and we'll, we'll, we'll stay in contact. All right, Ben. Thank you, man. I sure hope you enjoyed that one as much as I did. Our guest, Josh Trent. Again, we got to get the word out. The best way to do it is by sharing this and leaving reviews. I'm at 15 ratings right now. Let's see if we can bump that up to 50. If you haven't yet, go to iTunes and rate and review this podcast. Let's move that up to 50. Let's get the word out. Thank you so much for all that you have done, if you have shared, and again, this is getting so important. And if you listened to last episode, remember, this Friday is the last day to sign up for that small group of people that we're going to come together and work as a group and become the best we possibly can in what is returning to nature and building our health while building nature also at the same time so don't miss that out if you want to send me an if you want to be part of that send me an email with yes i want to be a founding member at the, at, uh, as the title and at benpagedc at gmail.com hope to hope you join that and i hope to talk to you personally very soon